Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. There are so many more questions to ask. We'll see if the Buckeyes could hustle their way into the college football playoff. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. Three words for the Big Ten, and that would be shifting the narrative. The brain trust in the Big Ten, the ADs, the presidents, mostly the ADs knew when the coronavirus was raging the middle of the country, particularly a place like Wisconsin where they built a field hospital, they all got together at some point. They all meet weekly and essentially said, fellas, we might not get to six games, even though we put the six-game rule in. Let's start shifting the narrative. This is Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez, legendary Wisconsin coach, took him to multiple Rose Bowls, was also on the playoff committee, saying about Ohio State, they're sitting up there still, ranked number four. Our league can't keep them from having the opportunity if they have a chance to play in the finals. That is me speaking for Barry Alvarez. This is Ward Manuel, Michigan's athletic director, on the same day he announced they were canceling their game with Ohio State, putting the Buckeyes in peril of not getting to six games on saying the Big Ten should absolutely try to fudge their rules to help our arch rival get into the playoff. I think the conference would be open uh, to uh, having a discussion about uh, whether or not we should make adjustments, uh, whether or not schedules should be adjusted uh, to uh, get uh, Ohio State to play enough games, either six or to play in the championship game with five. Uh, But I don't think we should just hunker down and say, well, we said six, so that's going to be it. I think they deserve, uh, the conversation deserves to happen to see how, uh, if we can have any adjustments made. Think about that. The AD, the top guy at your arch rival, you just canceled the game with them, essentially saying, we got to do what's best for the league. And oddly, what's best for the league is Ohio State making it to the Big Ten. Yeah, it, it, and it's about the league, though. It's not about Michigan versus Ohio State or, or Wisconsin, Ohio State. It's about trying to get their team into the college football playoffs. And the best way to do it is probably for that six game to, to figure out how to get that six game in whether it's getting them in the championship, bending the rules to a degree, not necessarily bending the rules because the rules haven't been in place long-term. They've been in place a couple months. And they, they put this in early with the idea to be able to move it if they needed to. Let's not be fooled about it. You know, they, they, they are smart enough to know the what-ifs. What if something were to happen and we had to, you know, uh, uh, put a team in that has less than the desired wins. It just so happens to be Ohio state with only five. Now, if they are figuring out, if they figure out how to get that six win to me says a lot, because I don't want to see a team. I just don't man. Five, five wins, no matter who you played against teams that have played nine and 10 games. And then you only allowing a team to get in with five. That's just, that's too little to me. Just seems like the Big Ten business has to choose between integrity and commerce. At the end of the day, money matters. And I don't know what the exact amount of money is, $6 million, $7 million, that each team gets for the college football playoffs. But Ohio State is the best opportunity for the Big Ten yes. to have representation in the college football playoffs. So understanding that big business continues to move the needle, Keyshawn, <laughs> if that's the case, and we've seen that be the case, look at the NFL last night. 
right? Look, look at the situation happen with Des Bryant. They still played the game. You forced through, right? And I'm not saying it makes it right morally, but at the end of the day, the Big Ten is going to find a way for Ohio State to play in the Big Ten championship game. Well, they're yeah. going to get that six win. And they're going to be the representation for the Big Ten in the college football playoffs. There's really only two ways to get the six, right? Either you let them in to the, to the, the Big Ten championship with five mm-hmm. and hope they get to six, or you don't let them in, but you let them play outside the conference and play somebody like Texas A&M, well, like you, you said. You can't do that, though, because then if I'm Nebraska, if I'm other Man, teams. Man, don't nobody care about Nebraska, I know nobody though. cares about it. so long ago, But the Jay. optics of it look really bad. Okay. By saying, okay, all right. You so it's seven. a double standard. You're going to change it now for Ohio State, but you didn't want to change it for us back in but, the day. But what did you just say 30 seconds ago? Money. I understand, but right. it, it seems a cleaner way of doing it but by on, saying fellas. we're changing uh, the minimum. You're saying optics. Heather Dinich joined us earlier this morning, the College Football Playoff Insider, and said the only teams they can play are Big Ten teams. Yeah, and... and, and no A&M, they, no non-con. But they also said you had to have six games to play in the championship. That's where it becomes they, a slippery They also slope, said though. that. It also becomes so, a slippery slope. Though, as we're having this meeting this morning as presidents and athletic directors or whoever's in that meeting room, that conversation can come up. Doesn't mean because we say it, you can't play outside the conference. Doesn't mean we can't change our so mind. The answer will be, it is where it is. Like, if you're Kevin Warren, you're not going to be able to explain why you're changing this. You're just going to say, we have made this change, and that's where it is. But I can't explain it, though, Jay. I understand the Nebraska, re- yeah. Nebraska situation at the beginning of the year. It's damn Nebraska. They were not going anywhere. So that was our rules. But you didn't then. know that at the time. You knew that because they had already lost. I, I know, but So still, you knew that. You knew, but it's, it's, you it, know it, Nebraska it's, wasn't going anywhere. I, I understand. I'm just saying, though, it's all about how you're being fair to each individual institution. I'm being, I'm being fair being because fair 60 seconds ago you said money. I understand. And I'm trying to get that $7 million plus or whatever that number is to each and every team. And in order to do that, We've got to get it to the college football playoffs. So there's two choices. Either I let them in at 5-0, and or you let them play a team outside but the conference. But that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be the latter. It's going to be the former. They're going to let them in at 5-0 and because it's cleaner, and you don't have to deal with the optics of the chaos that whatever, comes along with the former. Whichever, that's what I'm whichever it is is the same. You letting them in at 5-0, and and you the change latter. when you say it's 6-0. Now you're changing to let them in at 5-0. Here's one distinction with Nebraska that you have to keep in mind. Remember, when Nebraska was itching to play, the league was still shut down. Yes. Nobody was playing. So that's a huge Understood. difference. Now 14 teams are playing. When they were playing, they'll say, we'll play anybody, anytime, <laughs> any venue. You tell us, we'll go there. That was in spite of the league having shut down and saying, we are not playing. So it's a little bit of a distinction. Kind of went on rogue on their own little Thingy. Correct. They did go rogue a little bit, and then obviously they got their comeuppance because once they started playing games, they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be playing. Considering uh, what happened was <laughs> the league is gone. Well, yeah, it's money involved, man. You got to get it done. Here's the playoff insider, Heather Dinich. She was on our program earlier this morning. You can catch the entire podcast, 6 a.m. hour, anywhere you get your podcast. This is the whole deal on if Ohio State could find themselves a sexy opponent if nobody in the Big Ten works out. 
The Big Ten's rule is that you cannot play a non-conference opponent. You can't fill that empty void with a non-conference opponent. It has to be a healthy team from within the league. And I know that even Cincinnati was tweeting about that yesterday, and it's, it's a popular um, it's a popular thing that people would like to see, and I certainly understand it, but the Big Ten, it's just not in the cards. If it's going to be anybody, it has to be a Big Ten opponent. But they had the rule in at 6-0. and <laughs> Rules are made to be broken. Yes, and it's not a real rule. We just put this in last night, right? I mean, like, I woke up, oh, we're going to put this rule in. You can move the goalposts. If you really want to see it happen, you can move it. And I'm sure... There's a ton of quality opponents out there that would raise their hand and say, we'll sign up for that. Just That's saying it's, it's so much easier just to say, hey, look, the goalpost has changed. Yeah, but you know the how The target it is. has changed. But you know how it is in these rooms with all these different people. Everybody has their own agendas. little agendas. Yeah. And so even though it's easy for you and I to say, let them in at 5-0. and oh. There's somebody at one of these other little colleges that, you know, for instance, like a Minnesota, had nothing to play for. Like, no, you can't do that. Here, here's why I don't think they will play a non-conference game. Every institution within the Big Ten has a chance to have an advantage if Ohio State goes to the college football playoffs. If they were to play a non-conference opponent and they were to lose and they were not to make the college yeah. football playoffs, then every institution would no longer have that advantage. But, but you know they all got their own little agendas. Remember when this thing first took place, there was presidents of certain universities didn't sign off on it and shutting down the league. And then there was other ones that said, AD said, we didn't have any meetings. We didn't know it. So everybody got their own little agendas. I hope that Ohio State is capable of representing the Big Ten in the national championship hunt. I, I hope that they are. To Jay's point, you could look at it the other way, too. You could absolutely double down and say, let's play a game because Ohio State is not going to play an opponent that they won't be like a 10-point favorite against. They're not going to try to schedule a game against Alabama or Florida. Anybody that they try to schedule a game with non-con, they will likely be a heavy favorite to win. So that would be the incentive to try to break the well, rule and play the game. Well, you heard what the college football committee said the other, last night. Well, we saw Ohio State play against Michigan State, and wow, they— Whew, they they really look good, right? So it's obviously, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind to a degree. They have to see you. I mean, look what they did to Cincinnati. That's a, a prime example. They dropped them a spot because they haven't seen them play. Let's go from A to Z and then one of Key's NFL Live teammates will make her debut on the program. Well, I'd rather not talk about Cameron Indoor today. I was just going to say. How's that boozer built? <laughs> so here's the deal. Last night, ACC Big Ten Challenge. Sixth-ranked Illinois, who has got a squad under head coach Brad Underwood, <laughs> takes down Duke at Cameron Indoor. 83-68 ACC Big Ten Challenge. It was Illinois from the jump, and Duke never got into the game. Jay, what do you make of it? I was disappointed. I was angry. I was frustrated. That's uh, two non-conference games that we've lost in a row now. But look, Illinois is the real deal. I'm a veteran team. Uh, they have guys that can absolutely go out there and get it. And, and for Duke right now, look, they're a very young basketball team. Six freshmen so on this like team. This, this Jalen movie. Johnson um, is a very talented guy. Will go top ten in the draft. But nobody's really stepped up offensively to carry the load. They look decent defensively. And even Coach K made it after game. They got their tails whipped. That's how I it is. Like excuses it's not excuses. They got their tails whipped. They got their tails whipped last night. Why are you no getting mad? Because I get mad because we lost. Don't get mad at me. I ain't, wasn't me. And wasn't if you're me. Illinois fan, watch out. They got this stud named Io DeSomo. DeSomo is a beast. He was a beast last year. 6'5", 6'9 half wingspan. I mean, 
Best defensively dude. get after it, talented. Best dude on the floor. And when the opposition is Duke and you got the best dude on the floor, that's saying something. Watch out for Illinois. Duke's fade, not the same team. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Here we go. Still ranked above USC. Des Bryant <laughs> last night had a chance to author a great story, <laughs> signing with the Ravens after that uh, career with the Cowboys. But he tested positive about 30 minutes before kickoff. He tweeted he was done for the season. Then he kind of reconsidered and said, yeah, I'm not really sure about that. Uh, we don't know exactly what the situation is going to be. It was notable that he was sitting out there hugging his old teammates, his old compadres on the Cowboys. So obviously after the positive test, you got to wonder what they're thinking in Big D this morning. Here's what Lamar Jackson was thinking when he found out about his new teammates' positive test. We found out when we was on the field, you know, um, warming up. And we only had like four receivers out there. You know, we was looking around for him. Then he told us. It was like we just going to have to put a game for him. You know, we got to win that game for him because we know how much it meant to him. You know, he's been talking about it uh, for a minute now since he's been here. So that's just, it's, I don't know, I don't like, like you know, what happened, but it, it is what it is. We got the victory for him. Um, I'm feeling for him, though, because I know he's, you know, he did the game he wanted to be in. It, it, it's so weird. Ryan Clark was just on with us a minute ago, and I really didn't even think about the Rudy Gobert situation where the NBA took everybody off the court and said, we're done. Right. And, and, and so when you think about the NFL, they had Des Bryant out on the field 30 minutes prior to the game kickoff. He was out there hugging and, and laughing and talking and doing his deal. And all the different people that he came into contact with, at some point you would just think that is going to be passed on because that is what's happening in our entire country. So it's kind of like, you know, the league wasn't going to it's big production, right? It's like TV cameras are set up. Everybody's there. What would they do? They just told him quietly, come on back into the locker room. You've tested positive, but they didn't stop the entire game. So it's going to be somebody dropped the ball along the way in this testing protocol. Whenever you hear somebody from the NFL say, well, we really care about the player safety. Okay. All right, last night? Yeah, okay. 30 minutes on the field, tested okay. positive around both rosters. Just so say we really care minutes, about the bottom line. Thirty minutes. I'd much rather you say that because that's what it really is. 30 minutes prior to the game. Kickoff, yeah. So that means that he's been around everybody. On both teams. On, on both, both teams. teams. For a while. Yeah. Kicking it. And what is the, what is the, the COVID expert that you are? What is the time frame? 15 I, minutes, right? I, I don't know it's what like, the time frame no, is. No, it's like 15 minutes, I think. Not trying to come close. That's, <laughs> that's what my time is. Stay over there. Six, six feet is your time Yes. Frame. Six feet, socially distant, and they're socially distant on the set. I watch. We're keeping all the rules. Mita Kaim joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. She's Key's teammate on NFL Live, and she's, of course, also an ESPN NFL Analyst, Mina, let's just start with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. COVID-free conversation, if you don't mind here. Um, what do you just make of his performance last night, first game in over a month, and the Ravens get their first win in over a month? Well, it's actually hard to make it a COVID-free conversation because the Ravens were missing a lot of players as well, including uh, Lamar Jackson's main weapon, Mark Andrews. But, of course, this offense has been decimated by injuries, particularly on the offensive line. So they've been kind of hard to evaluate all year. He looked, I would say, less than himself uh, throwing the ball in particular. You know, I, people have criticized his performance as a passer for much of the season, but I thought last night he looked more inconsistent than he had prior to COVID. Athletically, he looks fine, but this illness hits everyone differently. We've seen guys struggle in different ways coming back. So I'm going to pause before I assess him. 
I'd also say you really shouldn't assess anyone against that Dallas defense because holy <laughs> smokes, like I, I, I mean, the busted coverage, the lack of run fits, it, it is remarkable how undisciplined and bad they looked. And that, if anything, is probably more of my takeaway than anything about the Ravens. Mina, uh, uh, according to my eyes, the Hawks, the Seahawks offense was playing. It didn't seem to me that they had anybody missing from COVID at all, but they were certainly missing when they played the Giants Sunday. What happened to that offense? Oh, well, they were missing their right tackle, not from COVID, but they're down to a backup backup. But I'm not going to put the blame for what we saw on them or on him or on the pass protection, period. I mean, what you saw, what I saw, was a quarterback who, frankly, has been up and down now for a month. Okay, since week nine, he's been somewhat inconsistent, holding on to the football too long, taking unnecessary sacks. And against this Giants defense in particular, I mean, they were sitting back in cover two pretty much the entire game, and it took the Seahawks about three quarters to make adjustments. Um, Wilson was at times trying to force the ball downfield, DK Metcalf when it was covered up. And that's something you're seeing defenses do, by the way, to Seattle. They're saying, all right, you've been killing us, or you've been killing defenses through the air. We've seen that Russell Wilson's deep ball everyone talks about. So we're just going to sit back, and we're going to let you run on us and try to beat us underneath. And Seattle just wasn't taking that early in the game. And it was frustrating. And, you know, the Giants' defense is good. They deserve a ton of credit. Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, has done an awesome job, in my opinion. But Seattle really, really was at fault there. Mina, what, what do you make of the whole Eagles' decisions to start Jalen Wint- Jalen Hurts? I almost said Jalen Wentz. <laughs> I think uh, you probably won't be the last person to do that. I, I, I think it was a difficult decision. I think it was the right decision based on what we saw uh, in you know his. I think it was just like three or four drives at most. I went back and watched them a couple times, um, and I thought you know he, he definitely sparked the offense in particular with his mobility, because that, all you want to talk about the Seahawks offensive line, the Eagles offensive line is absolutely decimated, right? We've seen Carson Wentz just get killed behind there. Now, I want to be clear, Carson Wentz is at fault for Carson Wentz and what he's, how badly he's played this season as much as anyone. But the reason it's a difficult decision is not because of Carson Wentz's play or whatever, deciding between the two quarterbacks. It's because they're financially tied to Wentz for two years, right? And I'm sure he can speak to this, Money influences roster decisions in the NFL. Like, you pay that much money, you're going to make excuses for a guy as long as you can. So I I said this yesterday on NFL Live. My only hope for Jalen Hurts is that people don't rush to judge him in this game because he is playing a Saints defense that I personally believe is the best in the NFL. So I wouldn't be surprised if he really struggled. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, host of the Mina Kimes Show, uh, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Will Carson Wentz be a starter again for the Philadelphia Eagles to start with? I think he will, and it's because of money. I'm gonna, I keep going back to that, right? Like, the reality is, if, if they went and have that contract, he would have been benched weeks earlier based on his performance. But that organization, while they were willing to make the move now because, I, frankly, Carson Wentz forced his hand, um, and they had to maintain some shred of you know accountability and competitiveness. They're going to do everything possible to quote unquote fix him this off season, and also you know improve the team around him. But there's just too much money at stake for them not to stick with him. And I don't see a team trading for him 
for that contract based on his performance this season. So essentially what you're saying is he will be in a quarterback competition entering the 2021 yes. season. And I hope it's a real competition, man, because, you know, like I said, the, the money is behind him. And, I, and look, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, not, that's not Carson Wentz's fault. He, he didn't, you know, make the decision to give himself that contract. But it's like number one picks. When guys have big contracts, they inevitably have a leg up. But I do think it'll be a competition. A lot of it also will be based on what we see over the remaining weeks of the season with Jalen Hurts. Because if he really looks like he has something, um, the Eagles will be forced to at least try to make it a true competition this summer. Okay, Mina, a question we've been asking on our Twitter feed, and it's a, it's a pretty heavy question. Breeze, Rodgers, or Wilson? Which quarterback is more likely to win their second Super Bowl this year? I'm going to go Drew Brees. Um, and that's not saying he's the better quarterback by any means, uh, but that Saints team is significantly better to me in my eyes than both the Packers and the Seahawks. They're, like I said, they have the best pass defense in the NFL. Guys, since week nine, this Saints pass defense has allowed two touchdowns and nine interceptions. Do you know how crazy that is? They've been playing out of their minds, and, and they've been holding up on offense without Breeze. Now, that's not saying I think Taysom Hill can replace them by any means, but Payton's done a terrific job game planning. Granted, against some lesser defenses and the Falcons twice, and Taysom Hill didn't do much against Denver. But I just think this team is so good that as long as Breeze can play like he did earlier in the season and not tail off like he has last couple of years, um, this team should represent the NFC. You've been watching the NFL, obviously, all year long and paying attention to pretty much everybody. So who's the MVP? It's Patrick Mahomes. I would say it's between Mahomes, Rodgers, a name I've been throwing out that um, he won't win it and he won't even be on a short list. But I think Deshaun Watson deserves as much consideration as anyone. Like, if you're really talking about most valuable players to a team, that guy is carrying his entire team on his back and playing out of his absolute mind. But realistically, it's between Mahomes and Rodgers, and I think it's close. I think it'll come down to the final weeks of the season, but I lean Mahomes. Real quick, can I ask you a question? Why not? Why haven't we heard Ben Roethlisberger's name at all? Because he's not playing as well as those quarterbacks I just mentioned. Mm. Okay. That was easy enough. Short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Wait, Mina, what were you laughing at so hard to close out the show yesterday? I couldn't hear it because my TV was on mute. Oh, my gosh. So if y'all watched the Bills, you saw um, that touchdown celebration where they rocked Cole Beasley, little man, to the sweep like a baby. And Mar- uh, Marcus Spears said he would do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll You see- might see that next time on NFL Live, next time I'm in person. Key, the gauntlet has been thrown down. You, Mina, Marcus Spears, Laura Rutledge. It's a great watch every weekday afternoon to get your NFL fix. Mina, it was great to have you on the program for the first time. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Mina. Appreciate y'all. Thanks. Great to have Mina Kimes join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Court Explorer. Quoting by all online at Progressive.com. It's like two a days for Key. Got to do this show in the morning. Got to do NFL Live. I just do do what they asked me to do. They. You know, we all got jobs. Still to come. Just do what they ask me, man. (laughs) Still to come. He's the GOAT, no doubt. So were our expectations too high for Tom Brady? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now on fourth and two. Jackson in the pistol. He'll keep it. Runs up the middle. Big hole. 30. 20. Nobody there. Lamar Jackson. 10-5. Touchdown Ravens. Fourth and two. And he takes it to the house. A 38-yard touchdown run for Lamar Jackson, who comes off the COVID list and finds the end zone in the final minute of the opening quarter. And you found that call on WBALAM 1090. Ravens double up the Cowboys 34-17. It's their first win, believe it or not, in over a month. Lamar back 15 days off. Obviously, you know, he battled COVID and all of that. And now all of it comes to a head on a short week. Ravens, Browns, ESPN's Monday Night Football. And who would have thought after they met in week one in Baltimore, 138-6, that the rematch would have the Browns perhaps having all the momentum. The new college football playoff rankings announced last night. No real change at the top. Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Clemson 3, Ohio State 4, just the way it's been. Texas A&M 5, just a smidge ahead of Florida because the Aggies do have the head-to-head over the Gators. Once again, the final rankings Sunday December 20th, noon Eastern on ESPN. We'll see how the Buckeyes work their way into that because their game with Michigan was canceled. That announced by Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel yesterday. Ward had a busy day. He also said he's going to talk to Jim Harbaugh about any type of an extension when the season ends. Seriously. (laughs) Whenever the season ends. As you know, Michigan mightily struggling. Two and four only wins over Minnesota. And Rutgers, his deal ends at the end of next season early signing period for recruiting is next week so if Jim wants to bring in some kids to help close the gap with the Buckeyes I think those kids are going to want to know that oh by the way Coach Harbaugh is going to be our coach moving ahead Sports Center brought to you by Pennzoil crude oil is crude natural gas is pure that's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas not crude it gives you unbeatable engine protection the proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. There is a matchup in the NFL that is not getting a lot of discussion this week, but probably should because there's a lot on the line between Pittsburgh and Buffalo. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We got the Pats and the Rams tomorrow. Monday night, as I mentioned, we got the Ravens and the Browns. But there's a game nobody's talking about that is, man, this is a really important game. It's between the Minnesota Vikings and the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they are right next to each other in the playoff picture with the Bucks squeaking in at the sixth spot at the moment, the Vikings at the seventh spot. And there's been a lot of talk this season. I mean, I think we know Kirk Cousins is an inconsistent player. I think that's been established over the course of time. I think a lot of people simply just expected Tom Brady to just fit right in with the weapons they have, clearly, as we've all been watching. That has not been the case, but Bruce Arians who, uh, depending on who you believe, what kind of relationship he has with Tom Brady at this particular point, saying, it don't matter. We get in, we're good. It's just getting in the dance. You know, we've been a one seed and won it. We've been a six seed and won it. Um, So this year, especially with no fans, uh, the home field advantage is really going to be out the window. Uh, It's just going to be lining up and playing in empty stadiums. Uh, So it's that, that, 
what's been a big, big part of the playoffs in the past is, is home field advantage. I don't think it's going to be an advantage this year. So it's just a matter of getting in. What do you make of it? Well, I think it's a matter of getting in no matter what year it is, that's right? True. I mean, that's it's just <laughs> the bottom line. You want to get in to the tournament. Now, obviously, there are years where teams that get into the tournament don't belong in the tournament. And this year, will Tampa Bay be one of those teams? Because when you look at it, the Green Bay Packers are playing a better uh, – they, they are playing much better than when they played Tampa Bay before. New Orleans is playing much better than when they played Green Bay. I mean, so when you start to look at some of these teams, they're playing better than they've played – before, where Tampa Bay all of a sudden seems it seems like to me they're playing not as good as they were before. So it's just a matter of what happens in Minnesota. And I could, I could promise you Mike Zimmer is going to try and dial it up from a defensive standpoint to take away those weapons that you mentioned that Tom Brady has aligned himself with. And then we'll see how that game goes. Kirk Cousins has been up and down, but more times than not in certain situations he's been up. I mean, you can question the defense. What happened to this potent defense that we had talked about at the beginning of the year? And also, you know, Key, you would know this better than I would, but it seems like their offense is one-dimensional, right? Like, when Ronald Jones rushes for over 100 yards in the four games he's been able to do that, they're 3-1. and one. But when they don't, when they abandon the, the run game, Tom has been extremely inefficient at throwing the ball down the field, and it seems like it just becomes way more predictable of an offense, and then we get into, well, how many times is he targeting Antonio Brown as opposed to Evans and all these other conversations that we're in? But the fact is, that's never been Tom's game. Well, there's a couple things that happens when you go away from running the ball. You fall from behind. Also, the defense may dictate to you that you have to throw the ball and not run it. Now, I've always been a a huge component of attempts. I don't care about yards. I care about attempts. Mm. Attempting to run is more important to me than the yards because it sets everything else up Mm. if I want to throw the football. It allows the defensive backs to be on their toes. It allows the linebackers to freeze up and now you can get behind them. They don't necessarily get to their drops. And when teams don't run the ball or even attempt to run the ball, the pass game doesn't work either because guys are just dropping because they know you're not going to run the ball. So I think, though, for Tampa Bay, because there was so so much put on Tom Brady going to Tampa and the expectations Mm -hmm. being so high because the great Tom Brady is coming to town, we're going to win a Super Bowl. We're we're going to be the first team in the history of the NFL to play in our own stadium for the Super Bowl. All those expectations. Mm Mm-hmm. Helicopters hovering over off-season conditioning and practices with his teammates. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, jerseys. And so, so much was made of it. It's almost like a downer and a disappointment because they're not in the first or the second position within the conference. And they very well could lose to Minnesota or very well could not find themselves in the playoffs. Let me ask you this, Jay. Because of who Brady is, I've heard a lot of other people on ESPN and other sports networks essentially say essentially what Arian said, even though strangely he wouldn't actually finish the sentence, be that as it may. Um, there are many people that simply believe we got 12. I don't care what the regular season looks like. They rode off the patch six years ago when they lost that disastrous game to the Chiefs. All this stuff. We got 12. And when it matters, who's better than 12? I mean, that sounds like the right thing to say when you think about Tom Brady. But I think how you utilize Tom Brady is important too and the assets around him. I, I, I think that's something that's so imperative when you think about Byron Leftwich, when you think about Bruce Arians and how they're utilizing Tom Brady. 
how you use him means a lot. And, and when you say we have 12, that is true. If I was on the team, I'd say, hey, we have 12. But guess what? You've had 12 during the regular season in certain situations. And 12 ain't been 12. That's mm-hmm. true. So 12 was 12 in the regular season with Bill Belichick and what Josh McDaniels was doing with him for 20 years with Charlie Weiss and Bill O'Brien and Josh McDaniels along with Bill Belichick. 12 has been 12 in the regular season. He has not been the 12 that we saw in Boston. Doesn't mean if they make it to the playoffs, all of a sudden he doesn't turn on the switch. Doesn't mean that. But you got to get to the playoffs. And right now you're sitting at 7-5 in the number 6 seed. All of a sudden you could drop out of that 6 and fall to 10. Now what? Right. And the hard-charging Vikings are right there at 6-6, six and six, and this is obviously an opportunity to get their 7th win and prevent the Bucks from getting their 8th. On the way, I don't think Jay's going to like this, but we're uh, going to dig into this. Would the Giants be better off missing the playoffs what? than making them? Yeah. Who thought about this subject? We'll explain. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. There's no doubt about that. That from the Super Bowl champion, Ryan Clark. I don't think anybody's going to pick the Giants to win the Super Bowl this year, but they're moving. You know the song? I just know the music. Late night at the bar, huh? All that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. So here's you the deal. Me to, you asked me to group, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. <laughs> so here's the deal. The Giants obviously are in pole position to make the playoffs as the champion of the NFC East out, obviously, entail a home playoff game as well. Not bad, considering they started 1-7, but Key was kind of saying all along that was going to happen. So here's the deal. If they get in, people are saying, people are saying, although you never know, that they would probably be eliminated easily by whoever comes into MetLife Stadium, and the Giants would be a one-and-done. But it would be a remarkable achievement to make the playoffs after starting one-and-seven with all the media and all the noise in New York. But, fellas, there's also the argument to be made that if you're going to be a one-and-done and you would normally never sneak in if we didn't have this divisional alignment, you never have the requisite number of wins to get in, nobody thinks you're one of the top seven teams, maybe, Maybe the idea is miss the playoffs. I don't condone this, by the way, and I'm not advising it, and I'm not. <laughs> I don't uh, think that the I'm Giants are it. listening to you on advisement. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I just want to mention that I think, I think anytime somebody says make the playoffs, miss the playoffs, you should never say miss the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. So it's one of those things where would they be maybe better off 
being a near miss, know they're moving in the right direction for sure, and then get themselves a pretty decent first-round pick that they can pair with a healthy Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I don't go to Dave Gettleman's bagel store, so I definitely know he's not listening. So you, so what are they going to get, the 13th pick? I, I'm, I'm not I saying mean, it's a great theory. I'm no, not saying it's, it's a great theory. You play. What are, what are you talking? Not you, but what are people talking about? Like That's just somebody just running their mouth that don't really understand what it is. You get into the playoffs, okay? You, you win the division. You get the experience. There's 53-plus people that are on the team. The majority of those guys are not going to be back in 2021. They're going to have new bodies, but there's going to be a lot of guys that are back that need the playoff experience. Young guys. Daniel Jones needs that. He needs that playoff experience. I mean, that's just part of it. But what if you are Seattle when they won the division at, what was it, 6-10 or whatever? 7-9. 7-9, and nine. And nine, yeah. something weird. And they beat New Orleans. Mm-hmm. At home, you think that they didn't learn from that? Absolutely they learned from that. And they've been better ever since. Why wouldn't you want the team, the same guy you could draft at 15, you can get at 23, or a body like that, if that's where you fall in the draft. There's just the whole notion of missing the playoffs and not in trying to get a better situation. They're not one in, they're not going to be one in 15. When if you get it, you end up with a top ten pick. Doesn't Jay? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm posing it's scenarios not, it's here because there's not at, one at, guy. Every night producer last night posed this question, and at first I was like, "No, we want to make the playoffs." There's not one guy. Hold on, Key. And then I started thinking about it, and I started saying to myself, "Well, we don't have Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley's out for the year. If we got a top ten pick, could we address some issues that we had offensive line wise?" I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I'm in between. No. I, I hear what you're saying from a playoff perspective. No. I don't think it's that definitive of an answer, though. Absolutely is definitive. What, what What? do you mean? I mean, Mr. look, you, you play to win. Ah, you play man. to win. I'm, wait, I'm not saying tanking the season. You play to win, obviously. Too late if to you're tank. in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs. But I'm saying what scenario would you rather prefer to have? I, I don't know. I'm going to the playoffs, Jay. You sound crazy, man. You're falling into the... The I fans am. and the Twitter I know I'm people. a crazy Giants fan. I'm falling into the trap. Don't it, judge me. I'm not. Look, man. The idea you sit up here and try to say you rather miss the playoffs and try and get a draft pick. I didn't say rather I'd rather than, miss the playoffs. Yeah, you did. No, I did not. I say you play to win, but if you don't make the playoffs, I'm not as mad about but they it. Not, if that's going to lead to me trying, being a top 10 pick. They're trying to make the playoffs and win a division. They're not trying to not make the playoffs. I understand that. That's the goal. <laughs> so if they get in. They get in, they win a game. So what? They win two games. Great. If they get bounced in the first round, so what? It's the experience that carries over to make you better. It's just like when you, college basketball, you covered it for a long time. You rather make the tournament or not make the tournament? Um, I'd rather make the tournament. There you go. Here's the thing See I would say. That no, I just, need you to talk me into it. Just from a New York perspective, and I'm and I'm not saying well, I that, can't listen to just this. Just from a New York perspective, this is what I'm saying. I think it's important, as Key has been uh, well aware, that uh, the Giants don't care what I think. But I think I could draft better than Gettleman, to be honest with you. So here's the do- here's the Ooh. bottom line. Here's the bottom Hot line. take. Put that on the front page of the <laughs> well, New York Post. Well, you know, Jones, Barkley, Andrew Thomas, Baker. I mean, I mean, come on. Here's the thing. There is a perception that it's a bumbling organization at the top. I'm not saying it is, but Gettleman has a terrible reputation. There's also the perception that the Giants are old school. They have no evolution in the process. 
and they're just an old-school legacy franchise that's afraid to do something bold. There's also the perception, and Joe Judge is eradicating it at a very high speed, that because this guy was never a coordinator at any level, we got an old guard franchise that's a legacy franchise with a general manager that's bumbling stop and a head you really coach quick that there. has no experience. They make the playoffs, they eradicate those things. Let, let me stop you there when you say he was never a coordinator at any level. They moved the goalpost. He was a special teams coordinator. Correct. But, so that they but now, he essentially was the wide receivers coach for the length for the majority but, of his time. But in the National Football League Joe Judge we're talking about. In the National Football League nowadays you could be a special teams coordinator right. and get a head coaching job. John I'm Harbaugh just, did it. I, but they that was special, but their move many years it was offense, defense, and then for Joe Judge it was acceptable to be a special teams coordinator. Right. And I'm not discounting the you Belichick know. influence on the New York Giants. Belichick there with your guy Bill Parcells, and obviously the Giants organization thinks extremely highly of Bill. And who doesn't think highly of Bill? I'm just saying that there is an image that the Giants have had a terrible record. I mean, look, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay, I'm just like, I grew up at the old Giant Stadium. Jay grew up yep. there, too. Okay? Let me just give you this quick story. I know, obviously, you're a New Yorker. Tour. Uh, yes, I understand. <laughs> we know that. Yes, we know that. Go ahead, Zubin. Tell your story. For the second most popular team, by the way. Just, just throwing hey, that out. Hey, you're not wearing even a green close, sweater. Leave not me alone. Not even close, by the way. So here's the thing. At the old Giant Stadium, it was 78,000 seats, right? The old one. Same location as the new one. All season tickets. All season tickets. There's no single game tickets available for the Giants. People outside of New York are like, oh, it's a Yankee town. It's a Knicks town. Yeah. If the Knicks were ever to get Giants good again. Town. 25-year waiting list, and every single ticket is a season ticket. Now you watch games at MetLife Stadium. Eagles fans are back in the day where we yeah. had fans. Eagles fans are there. Every other team is invading Giants Stadium. It's spent like Cowboys fans that go everywhere. But that never, ever used to be the case with the Giants. It used to be Giants strong, the whole stadium. Things are changing. If they make the playoffs, which I totally endorse, obviously, like you said, I think you totally turn a leaf on... Is this GM the right guy? Maybe we're turning the corner, and this guy is a head coach. That I mean, when Schefter broke the news that Joe Judge was the head coach of the New York Giants, even the most hardcore NFL fan, who in the world is Joe Judge? If they make the playoffs, all three of those things start to sort of move in their favor after receding for years and years and years. Well, yeah, make it, making the playoffs is a, a, a huge accomplishment, man, no matter how you make it. Right, no matter what happens to you in the first round, there's many coaches and many players that have gone through this league to not make the playoffs, and for him to do it and try to turn the team and the franchise around, whether Dave Gettleman's there in the future or not, he's done a tremendous job, and they should be rewarded if they make the playoffs. Do I think that they're going to make noise if they get into the playoffs? No, I don't. I think Washington has a better chance of making noise. Agreed if they get into the playoffs, then the Giants, even though the Giants went on the road and beat a Seattle team that was still celebrating the Philadelphia Eagle victory. And beat Washington twice. And beat Washington twice. Here's my only, it's not a concern, but I I guess it's something that comes along with the territory. You make the playoffs this year, how much pressure is then on the Giants next year with the return of Daniel Jones fully healthy, Saquon Barkley. They haven't finished the season together. Expectations just quickly. You know how it is here in New York. Yeah, but they need, New to, Jersey they need to tailor those expectations. I know, but you will, Keith. That's not, that's not the well, reality that we live to. in. They need to get a reality check. Stop living in the past. On the way, thinking about the future, Rogers, Breeze, Wilson, who wins the Super Bowl next? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.